0: From Relevant Magazine, it's the Relevant Podcast.
1: It's a week of Friday, June 29th, 2012. It's a relevant podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Cameron Strang. Here with me in our Orlando studios is the emotionally spent Maya Strang. Very much so. Hi. To her immediate left, physically spent Calvin <laughs> Kearley. <laughs> well played.
2: <laughs> that, I, I think the listeners can assume that was literally a slide whistle that you were sliding. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey.
2: Home of the Mexican white sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Validation. No. Okay. <laughs> the Virginians, Virginians you know are tastes, standing here. It tastes behind like a, a, a soothing chip full of Mexican white sauce. All right. Last week's okay, so.
1: listeners of last no, week's not,
2: it, okay, okay. <laughs> sorry,
1: listeners of last week's episode uh, okay. got 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 mired in the sauce zone <laughs> for about not a sauce talk. <laughs> so sauce talk. talk. It got saucy last week. And uh, Jesse uh, said they're talking. See what I did there? <laughs> uh, Jesse said they're talking about this like white sauce at the Mexican restaurants that they serve with salsa. And we're going. Are Th- that's
2: you-? hard to identify what's in it.
1: I was like, "Are you talking about like queso dip?" And no, it's not queso dip and all this stuff. And we were so confused. Uh, Twitter validated both of yes. us,
2: Yes, and, and someone on the relevant uh, podcast page.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so people replying. Uh, Basically, here's what it comes down to. This Mexican white sauce that is not chili con queso, Mr. Know-it-alls who think that they're correcting us and telling us it's a cheese sauce. That is not what we're talking about.
3: I'm still convinced it's queso. Number number one. Okay, so uh,
1: (laughs) have validated the fact that this this white Mexican sauce does does indeed exist. Only in Virginia Beats, Virginia. Right.
4: <laughs> That's
2: right. So, so I was very confused by you guys' reaction that you had never had this before. And I thought, how could that possibly be? They serve it literally at every Mexican restaurant I go to. And I go to a lot of Mexican restaurants very frequently. Um, it's my favorite Ethnic genre of food. Okay, um, so people were very confused on Twitter. I have no, you know, saying, you know, what could this be? He's obviously mistaken. It's queso. It's not mysterious at all. Then I, I started seeing a couple tweets, and someone on the. Uh, the Relevant Magazine podcast page, they were saying, no, you know, we have e- we're either we either live in the Virginia Beach area or we have visited there and we experienced this mysterious sauce that is sort of mayo-y, kind of ranch dressing. It's very hard to determine what it is. Um, so I did a Google search and I posted the screenshot on Twitter. And when you type in Mexican, and I changed my regional settings too. So it wasn't just looking locally. I changed them... <laughs> to just all of the United States on Google. And uh, when you type in Mexican white sauce, the first thing that it auto-fills the search field with is Mexican white sauce, Virginia Beach. Ah, Uh, All of the other uh, uh, auto-fills on Google are like for fish tacos, for burritos, chicken, and it's Virginia Beach. Then I I, I followed, I went down this rabbit hole. Okay, oh, <laughs> I wanted to see where I what wondrous lands it would lead me to, <laughs> okay. and I, I I landed on a Yelp message thread. Okay, which I also posted a link to on on uh, our Twitter page at Relevant Podcast, where uh, people are discussing. What is this mysterious white sauce that is only found in Mexican restaurants in Virginia, and why does every Mexican restaurant there serve it? So there's a long discussion on this Yelp thread. I won't rehash it. If you're interested, you can go to the Twitter page. Um, (laughs) But I feel somewhat validated. Not only uh, that it's real, but it's also hard to determine what the ingredients are. (laughs) So maybe
3: our intro should no longer be Loverland, but white sauce Virginia...
2: (laughs)
1: The saucy <laughs> Jesse Carey.
2: <laughs> yeah. So one, one guy even, even tweeted back at me, who, who's a local guy here, hashtag, that's Sauce's boss. So he's right.
1: Oh, man. Um, on the ones and twos over there, that's our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snable. Hello, friends. He was already sitting back in his chair reading his yeah. iPad, not paying attention like usual. Yeah, I've already mm-hmm. zoned out. Maya's going to be a little delirious on today's show because we have a house guest staying with us right now. And, uh, lots of them lot, Lots of them They're filling every room And uh, including our son's room And so our, our two-year-old son Is staying in mommy and daddy's room But The only thing we have for him to sleep in Is his infant pack and play <laughs> Which he's too big for Oh, that he sounds play. like fun So he bo- And, and he can climb, and out, he'd of climb out, out of it And this is the key And so now uh, Before we He's still in the crib upstairs And so we would just, just Leave him in his crib Throw our phone in there And he'd just entertain himself And we could sleep in Now Mm -hmm. 6 a.m. He crawls out. I'm awake. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Last (laughs) night, I fell asleep
3: on the couch. And like at midnight, fell asleep. And all of a sudden, I open my eyes and it's like 2 in the morning. And he is standing there looking at me. And I'm like. Like children of the court. Yeah. And I'm like, come here, kid. Come here. And he laid down. And we both slept on the couch for a while before we got up and went to bed.
1: Yeah, so that's exhausting us. <laughs> I've been watching you for hours. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> he's just like, and he, then he crawls in bed and he's, and he's like, "We're trying to sleep," and I'm just like, "Here's the phone. You can watch a video, whatever. Just you know, be quiet." And he's just not okay with that because we're there, mm-hmm. so yeah. he's sitting Wake there like up! pulling on you and he's saying, "Wake up, daddy! Wake up!" And I'm like, "It is six fifteen in the morning. I went to bed three hours ago." Yeah, it's not Christmas. Go back to bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if my and I are a little punchy. It's because a toddler was literally punching us this morning (laughs) at six in the morning. (laughs) He
3: was. kicking.
1: Oh my goodness, the kicking. It's the kicking. He lays... When he crawls in bed with us, he doesn't lay long ways like we'd be three in a row. Right. He decides to go and make an H. And so he's pushing on both ends... But then he done. He I need a little more room for my H is. So he starts kicking me. I always get the feet side of it. So he's kicking me. We have a queen size bed. You can't make an H with two no. adults in a queen size bed. You're looking for an impact H, not a Helvetica H. Right. Oh. I, yeah. I need wow. aerial condensed. I, right. Yeah. I need some. Yeah, I need Here's a condensed a font here. Yeah, anyway, we've gone
2: from sauce talk to font talk.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're both equally interesting to users. To Absolutely, to.
1: My So my kidney is officially bruised. So if I have any throbbing pains and have to leave this show early today, you have how's to how's your want. liver? Well, I have cirrhosis. Okay. Well, besides that, I've jaundice. Mm, that's you know treatable. My duodenum's acting up again. That's what I was hoping for. How's your Billy Rubin?
4: It was delicious. You know, they traded Sox. Billy Rubin to the, the White Sox, and I'm really upset. <laughs> Did the Eucalyptus oh. deal. Billy oh. Rubin was involved. I don't want to talk about Too it. Too soon, Jesse. Speaking
1: of baseball and being completely uninteresting. Um,
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, now, I understand, now I understand what, what non basketball fans are going through during the basketball season when they listen to the podcast. Oh, like right. they don't care about it, they skip past uh-huh. it. So, so yesterday we got a tweet. From a listener that said, "You guys, you guys really should have like from time to from time to time have some athletes on the show. It'd be interesting." And uh, this person happens to work at the mother the mothership in Bristol, mm-hmm. and so I wrote this person back and said, "Sure, we're sports fans. I mean, yeah, we just don't have those connections." And he said, "I'll help you out. So we might have some uh, sports guests coming up on the show." starting
2: with Jungle Bird. (laughs) (laughs) I'm working on LeBron.
1: Yeah, (laughs) right now.
2: Yeah. Um, I hear good he doesn't have anything going on, yeah. you know. Right now, he he's just gonna, won, he just won his doing, championship. He's emerging. He's doing the press tour. He's doing right press so we'll tour right now. And uh, rumor has it that he's a really, really big Jesse Carey fan. <laughs> <laughs> I heard my, what I heard is he's considering a, a huge career move and would like to come on <laughs> our podcast to let us know what the decision will be. <laughs> <laughs> this is the forum for it. The last one worked out so well.
1: Maybe that's what we should do, though. <laughs> Not LeBron, but like for every other major athlete yeah. that's up coming up with a free agency decision. Right, they come on. The tradition becomes you come on the relevant. Or if podcast. a team is going to trade somebody like Euchalis, they would have come on the podcast to make that announcement. And we'd be like, you yeah. right. And Calvin, you're traded. Hey, welcome. <laughs> yes, we're By the we're way, traded. You did pack, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe, uh, maybe if you're a listener, and you're a sports fan, and you want us like realistically to talk so- to someone that you think they'd be a good fit for our show, let us know. Because mm-hmm. apparently, we have connections now. Do. Uh, even though we don't have any athletes on this week's show, it's a great one. Well,
4: well let's say
2: this not professional athletes. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I, I did a
3: kickboxing so class. Let's last make right, the distinction. Really so.
4: Not more athletes than we normally have.
1: Right. <laughs> right. Okay. So, but coming up later, we we talked to uh, Derek Webb, friend of the podcast. I think he's an athlete, too, so it's okay. Mm. No? no? I don't think so. Never, I've never seen him tweet about jogging or anything. Yeah, you're right. You know, these guys. <laughs> Like half, people who are like over 35, like half of them, they, they tweet about jogging. Mm-hmm. You know? That's true. It's really annoying. You want
3: everybody to <laughs> know.
1: Yeah. I hey, I just finished a 4.58 mile run. Yeah. Feeling great. Yeah. Uh,
4: that's a good point. Like, if it's and it's always like a weird, like, decimal point number involved with their running. Yeah, I ran right. 14.736 miles. Like, go for 15. Well, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> That's, that's lazy. I mean... <laughs> is there any kind of a background
1: check on this? Like,
4: for all yeah, I are care, they how do we prove it? it we could
3: totally... Yeah. Yeah, I I I'm going to start tweeting about that.
4: About I'm going to start tweeting that. I'm going to yeah, tweet one right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd like to tweet that I walked,
2: like, 12.36 miles backward. <laughs> Feeling pumped. The, the two things that annoy me about with, with, on social media are, yeah, random exercise or gym updates. You know? Right. Like, like what's the point? It, cares. It, it, it's like I think. Look, I'm not. I'm not against people working out. I think you know that's a, that's a healthy decision. But I don't need to know every time you're going to the gym. Right. You know, like up at 5:30 this morning, man. But glad I'm getting to the gym. It's like what are you? What are you? What, what are you trying to say here? Yeah, What's your end game? You know? what, what's the yeah, point uh, of that? Okay, you're, you're knowing most of your friends didn't get to the gym at 5:30 this morning. Do you feel better than us? Are you glad that we know that now? Well, you know what it is. You know? Like
4: these people, we, we get up early. People get up early. They go to the gym and they don't get any support support or accountability or, or praise, you know, like the, it's a different set of people with the gym. It's not like it's the regulars and they're like, hey man, way to, way to show up, way to right. show up, you know, like, so they got to post out
1: there and get credit from someone. So that you're, or at least that's why I would do it. They're desperately seeking affirmation. Correct. So it's a cry for help. <laughs> it is a cry for help. It's a cry for help. So if you post about your runs, it's a cry for help. Yep. All right. Well, the the other notice. thing in
2: social media that, that really at times irritates me is when I get updates about people's travel. It's like, <laughs> oh, just got to the airport. Oh, man, no line at this t- Terminal, oh, just landed. <laughs> or like an Instagram picture from like of like an airplane wave. Yeah. It's like, wow. And it's like, cool. I'm glad you got a trip, man. I hope you have a great time. I don't need to know each stop in your itinerary. <laughs> like, like, if I was, you know, if it was like my wife traveling, text me when you get to your, your layover or something like that. You know, I, I'm, I'm interested. I want to know you've arrived safely and, you know, uh, on time if you're like some guy I went to high school with who I haven't talked to since we graduated we are now Facebook friends I don't need to know about your travel itinerary
4: right, I agree got an extra bag of pretzels today <laughs> think the flight attendant likes me
2: <laughs> yeah hashtag Southwest you know I don't care man <laughs> like cool Southwest awesome. is gonna give them a free
4: flight to anywhere in the world right
2: yeah, oh, yeah and every, every time I like, hate hashtags like, uh, I don't do them
1: I know you do. I see.
2: I it and, and so crazy. you turned me
1: off of them. But if they're used well and sparingly, it could be a great source of humor. The hashtag's the zinger, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. No. So if you're selective about it, I'm
3: gonna do dollar sign. That,
1: that will actually things. crash the internet. Don't do, <laughs> yeah, don't okay. do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That will. Start. That's like
2: one time I 2 Y2K <laughs> blackout everywhere. Yeah. Because because yeah, my Googled, put a dollar Googled, sign on. And Twitter. yeah, my whole city lost power for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs>
1: social media pet peeves I have several of them maybe that should be our question of the week this maybe.
2: week yeah I think that's a good one uh, bad netiquette
4: <laughs> oh, oh, I know.
2: That, that's, that's, that's the on headline it. <laughs> that's the headline yeah the word netiquette, <laughs> netiquette is, is, is now on the it list it just angers everyone <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, speaking of breaking the internet our internet was broken this, we- this last weekend. <laughs> it was. Uh, we, uh, I you didn't know,
3: see you all weekend.
1: Yeah, that's true. Our relationship was broken this last weekend
4: yeah, because of the internet. Mm. So it was more of a uh. sideways T over the weekend. And then you completed the H.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the H was incomplete. I don't think Cohen slept yes. on Maya's head. Or oh. last week's <laughs> podcast, I told you guys about our new website, newrelevantmags.com. Um, uh, I told you that uh, you know, it would be going up on Friday night. Uh, Our old website went down on Friday night, uh, as did the podcast, and we didn't come back up till Monday. Uh, It was a crazy, crazy weekend. We ended up uh, a couple of nights working straight through the night. I I went, uh, I think I was 32 straight hours of working between uh, Sunday morning and Monday night. It was pretty crazy. But the new site is up. Uh, we're very excited about it, very happy with it, and it's so good, so cool. And and honestly, I say this in all all seriousness, it is literally about forty percent of what it will be. So as radically different as it is, there's so much more coming that um, really, really stoked about. So if you went over check out the new com, one of the things you're going to notice, new podcast section, big new podcast section, and so uh, we have a very uh, cool new way to uh, post stuff and. Interact with you guys there, and um, I'm excited for you to check it out and uh, help us spread the word about the new Relevant website. Excited about it. Yeah. Okay, but getting back to uh, this week's show, get back to this, the sentence I started 17 minutes ago. We have Derek Webb coming up on the show uh, to uh, talk to us about his new band, his new project, Sola Me, which is uh, very exciting and a very cool project and very unlike anything Derek's done. He's not actually singing on it. He's not. And we also uh, bring in our uh, editor uh, Roxanne Weiman uh, to talk about the brand new issue of Relevant, featuring the Avet Brothers, which is releasing right now nationwide, and uh, some really really cool stuff uh, about that issue. But up first, your entertainment releases, music coming out on Tuesday, July third, so you can load up your boombox for your July fourth picnic. Mm-hmm. Yep, Flow Rida with Wild Ones. Chris Brown is coming out with Beat You. Really? No, it's called Fortune. (laughs) (laughs) And our pick of the week, Hillsong Live with Cornerstone. Coming out Friday, July 6th. We are in the thick of the summer blockbuster season. Savages, starring Taylor Kitsch
2: and Salma that's Hayek. Oh. It's the Oliver Stone drug cartel. That's scary. It looks
4: kind of weird. I do like there's a, a moment in the trailer where Salma Hayek says something and uh, she says it kind of cool, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'd want to see it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I, I saw she has, trip us, trip has a great accent. That's the accent. best review
3: ever. <laughs> she just has yeah. such a great
4: accent. Everything she says is like, it, it's cute, but it's
2: kind of like gritty. I don't know. It's There's
3: no reviews for it, but 94% of people surveyed do want to see it.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I, Calvin, I, I agree with you. I saw a movie trailer the other day where uh, someone in the trailer said something <laughs> that sounded cool. and I was like, I got to see this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> also coming out, The Pact, starring Casper Van Dien. No? Hmm. Anyone? Not sure. And The Magic of Belle Isle, starring Morgan Freeman. So basically, nobody wanted to go up against Savages.
3: Well, why haven't. July 3rd?
1: Uh, this is it. Spider Man. Oh, that because didn't of make the, the list. July 4th of July. So the big stuff that week is coming out earlier in the week, obviously. Mm. Right. Because it's July 4th. So, so the Amazing Spider Man. Amazing Spider
3: Man.
4: Now, Maya, I th- didn't you tweet or something yes, to I say, did. like, you it's don't think the, the world
1: needs another
2: Spider Man movie? I just movie? feel
3: like it's too soon. Mm
2: hmm. It's like, yeah, it's not really fair to, to. It's like we just got through a whole Spider-Man trilogy. Do you ha- do we have to go through this again? They should right. have waited like five years.
3: Right. It just seems yeah. too soon. Like,
2: aren't the they redoing step. Hulk already? They, yeah, well, with Mark Ruffalo. Need,
3: that needs to be redone. He was awesome as a Hulk.
2: Sorry. Well, r- r- Real quick, before we get off on this tangent uh, So I, I, I was talking To some friends about cereal this weekend <laughs> And I wanted to inform Listeners of something that I found while uh, Looking on the internet following this Conversation about Lucky Charms They're awesome. Because I feel like Anyone who's had Lucky Charms Has, has eaten Lucky Charms And you get about three-fourths Done and you're like, man What would be really good is a couple Full bites of only marshmallows Mm-hmm. And then you start eating out all the rice all the little cereal bits so that your last couple of bites are just delicious marshmallows. Have, have you guys done that or is it just me?
3: I just start eating the marshmallows and leave the other stuff in there. Don't eat it.
2: But it's the same point. You're looking for that marshmallow exclusive few bites. Right. And so I was thinking... As many people who've probably eaten Lucky Charms have, why can't I just get a box of Lucky Charms marshmallows and make a bowl of that for my cereal? That's that's why people buy Lucky Charms. Right, for the marshmallows. I, on Amazon.com, you can buy no. just a bowl, a big bag, an eight-pound bag of cereal marshmallows <laughs> that you can use just to make marshmallow cereal. Who
3: is selling that?
2: A guy. I who don't know opened. anything about the seller. <laughs> but whoever it is is awesome.
3: How how much was it? Do you remember?
2: Yeah, uh, it's the starting price for like for like an eight pound bag is only like twelve dollars. That's a
1: lot of uh, cereal boxes he had open to extract. I mean,
2: yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. His maybe margins. he
3: works at their. Maybe he works at the, at plant. Like, at the plant. and he's like side. It's a side business, and yeah, the,
1: the he's filling his spoons.
2: pockets every day. Yeah, and, like a
1: like a criminal like digging a, a, sh- a tunnel with a like spoon. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's yeah. filling <laughs> his pockets with, this, with the with the little stuff. Falling so off he, the, he's
4: emptying out the cereal parts on the on the company ground. On his lunch break every day.
2: I was gonna say the the, the portion, the ratio of marshmallows to Lucky Charms is getting lower and lower because of this guy. Yeah, He's and his blossoming Amazon business. <laughs> the, the other the other product that I would like to see sold is okay. Have, you guys all have Fruity Pebbles, I assume. The cereal, sure. It's, it's an amazing treat. <laughs> the, is there anything better, even though it's kind of lukewarm, to drink the Fruity Pebble milk at the when you're done? It's good. It's very good. It's, it's that multicolored remnant milk after you finish the bowl of Fruity Pebbles. I want to buy that by the cart. <laughs> I would totally buy Fruity Pebble milk.
1: I think all you have to do is just put some food coloring and sugar in your milk and you're good. You can make it at no, I, home. No,
2: it's gotta be fruity pebbles. Shake well.
1: That's I'll all pebb- you gotta do. I, if,
2: if there's a couple like peppered in there, I don't mind.
1: All either. right, Jesse, if I had unlimited fruity pebble milk in the fridge here, would you consider moving back to Orlando?
2: <laughs> Fuck. Just, that, just if uh, you could, it, And I could pour it over the marshmallows every day. Every day,
1: it'll be there waiting for you. Unlimited supply. <laughs> all right, well, that'll do it for your cereal entertainment. Stay tuned. Up next, slices. You're listening to Young Wonder. It's a four-year-old who. It's a, it's a concert pianist. A <laughs> star Search find. <laughs> young Wonder Can I wanted to be on Star Search. You're a real Young Wonder. The song is Orange. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Sleigh Bells with Crush from their album Reign of Terror. It'd been I, a few few months since we started a podcast with sleigh bells. Right, so I just had to bring that back. they <laughs> have a new album. Ah, this year. So I've so is, still got is, I've still is got is six songs is to is get it? through. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All
2: right, I have a twofer, but uh, I, they they run very close to each other. Um, there there are scientists in Japan. Uh, this is, I guess, sorry, uh, Calvin. I'm, I'm once again uh, taking the Asian beat. Um, there's a, there is a, a robot in in Japan that can beat a human in paper rock scissors. of the time.
3: What?
2: Um, Yeah. So there's a video on YouTube. But when you find out how it does it, you would think maybe they use some kind of crazy algorithm or it's reading your mind or your facial expressions. It just has – the point of the robot is to show how quick reacting these high-speed vision Mm. cameras uh, can react to your hand movement. So it it is actually waiting for like a nanosecond – before your hand falls into place, and then it makes it move. It's its move. So when you watch it in real time, uh, the, the delay is imperceivable. So I thought this was interesting. It cheats then. It, it is cheating. So it doesn't it's win at all. definitely never wins. But, but if we didn't know it was cheating, it would be tricking us. So I thought, okay, this is a kind of an interesting story. Then I saw in the related story, uh, as news sites often do, this headline. <laughs> knife-wielding robots to debone chickens <laughs> at superhuman speed. <laughs> Whoa. That's
3: scary. Yeah. yeah. Those are the ones that, gonna, that are going to turn on you. That's some the bath, Terminator eventually. right there.
2: Yep. Well, first, they learn our behavior through something really harmless, like, let's say, paper, rock, scissors. Then <laughs> 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 so they're using their superhuman chicken deboning speed to turn against their makers. Right. Um, the, these, individually, they don't sound that terrifying. Uh, deboning chicken is a little scary. But when you put them together, I think it. Uh, leads to some, uh, some possibly very frightening conclusions. So just be on the lookout. If you're ever offered to play a game of Paper Rock Scissors with a robot, I would decline. Yeah. <laughs> you, might, you might just find yourself deboned. <laughs> if you sure. value your bones, don't play Paper Rock Scissors with a robot. That's the moral <laughs> of the story.
1: You value, I don't think it's that you value your bones. If you're being deboned you're you're,
2: you're, you're they're, they're ripping all already. the flesh off of your
1: bones. It's yeah. very surgical. The, <laughs> the bones are left, your bones remain intact. yeah, yeah, it's if you value your flesh and organs.
2: how about this? If you value the connection that the rest of your body has to your bones <laughs> yes,
1: stay away right. from robots. <laughs> uh, all right, what do you have, Maya?
3: Um well, I brought a slice about aliens because we awesome. haven't talked about aliens. We haven't in a talked while. about aliens in a while. Hmm. Um, you know, vampires, superheroes, zombies are all like the it thing right now. So they're. Um, so the
2: aliens aren't happy. No, Michael Bay, he's Transformers. I mean, they're aliens.
3: Yeah, I guess in a way.
2: They they canceled that. They pulled the plug on uh, uh not Transformers, Ninja Turtles. <gasps> oh, really? They
3: paused it. Yeah.
2: Did they? Yeah, really? because people were so upset about the uh, the new backstory, the, the mutilation of the story. The deboning of the story.
4: <laughs> so they were no longer mutant or they were no longer teenagers?
1: He was going to make them aliens he was as gonna. their backstory. Right. Yeah. But were they still teenagers? <laughs> no, they caught up in real time. They're in their mid-30s now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Everyone really <laughs> they all have like desk Mid-mabs. jobs, yeah. Yeah. out of work. They Ninja all. turtles, yeah.
2: from Mars. Mike Michelangelo's having his house foreclosed on. You know, it was just <laughs> the pizza booth It was a little too real, you know. Right.
3: So, um, in this slice, um, the National Geographic did a survey um, with some really, really awesome questions and really awesome results. Only 17% of Americans don't believe that UFOs exist.
1: So, 83% of Americans believe UFOs could exist.
3: Right. percent, thirty-six percent are positive. The rest are... They're just not sure.
1: Yeah, sure. They'll go either way. Right. Um, I mean, you're withholding the evidence from us, so we, we, we're we mm-hmm. rational people.
3: 79% of people believe that the government is covering up Something. the existence of UFOs in okay. the public. Okay, okay. And 55% of people think there really are men in black
1: people out there. 55%, 55% think believe there that are. that's a documentary. Yes, <laughs> for, for, and that, for all intents and purposes, yeah. yes
3: But that their main thing Instead of like covering well, That's they the cover amount of
1: people That believe in God I, Or profess Christianity 55? 55% Maybe there's a correlation Between the belief In the <laughs> men in black and uh no uh, and the belief
3: in the man upstairs.
1: There's more Ah, uh, see? see? There's there's more
4: Christians than fifty five. I think that just goes to show how good an actor Tommy Lee Jones is.
1: Yeah. Well you know what actually
2: is. See, I fantastic. was going with Will Smith, but I can well, see that.
1: So so actually think about this. I, I think eighty percent of America, give or take, professes a belief a Christian belief in God or a belief in the Christian God. Okay. Uh sixty percent claim to be born again, they would self label. So fifty five percent believe that there is a man in black mm-hmm. and 80% believe that there is UFOs. I wonder what... There's some crossover the there. Oh, the, well, of course. There's a ton of crossover. So that's a that means a lot of Christians believe in extraterrestrials. Right. I wonder what that does to their theology. You know, because talk about hmm. man, humans are made in the image of God and, and, and Christ came to save mankind. Uh, but if there's things on other planets, does it apply to them? I mean, I, I'm just wondering what the theological implications of this is. There needs to be a cover story in the next Relevant.
3: <laughs> Anyways, um, what's awesome here is that 22% of people said that if an alien aliens came to the planet Earth, they would befriend them. 15% would run away, and 13% would lock their doors. And only 2% would try to inflict bodily harm to these aliens. How many... Two percent are going to fight
2: for Maybe. the right to live. See, I I, I don't un- the, the people that I don't understand that is people that lock their doors, right. because <laughs> you okay, run away. the alien <laughs> has traveled light years <laughs> in a sophisticated spaceship <laughs> yeah. and has been able to navigate the the treacherous universe, avoiding you know asteroid belts and black holes, to land here on planet Earth. And they show up to your house um, to do whatever they want to do. And they're just like, you know what? This guy just bolt locked the door. So, Sorry, let, guys. Let's, oh, well. let's head on back. Sorry, oh, guys. Turn Galaxy. around. I we didn't anticipate this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, let's see. All right, we got our our, our breathing apparatus. We have Check. our ray gun. Check. You didn't bring the lock picking tool?
1: <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> back to the mothership. <laughs> Which is ESPN in Bristol. Yeah.
2: Um, We're going to swing by Wawa on the way out of here and get the Gatorade right after that.
4: Hey, while we're here on Earth, let's leave them the
1: special white sauce, but only in Virginia Beach. (laughs) (laughs) Virginia Beach is our favorite of all the beaches. Yeah. And as our way to show them our favor, we will leave them our special alien white sauce. Let's give
2: them this mysterious (laughs) ranch-tasting white sauce. Only in their Mexican restaurants.
1: (laughs) It's for the chosen few.
4: That's why we can't figure out the secret ingredient, because there's minerals that
1: don't exist on this planet. That's right. It's yeah. alien. Alien white sauce. Yep.
3: Um, so just so you know, if we are attacked, 21% of the people surveyed would call the Hulk to deal with it. Oh, stop 12% it. would call Batman, and stop 8% it. would call Spider Man. All
1: right, so it's a joke. Did did Cracked Magazine do this survey?
3: Maybe. (laughs) They also said 65% of the people surveyed believe that Barack Obama would be better suited than Mitt Romney to handle an alien invasion.
2: Well, neither of them are wanting a moon base, so I don't think either can be trusted.
3: (laughs) They probably should go with... uh, We we already didn't
2: vote for our moon base candidate, so that's what we get, planet Earth. (laughs) All right, what do you have, Calvin?
3: Hard-hitting alien news. You got to
1: up the ante here. Well, I'm going to, my auntie is where it was
4: at an hour ago. I only have one auntie and she's great though. Um, I'd like to talk to you. I'd like to talk to you. May I? Yes. May I? Okay. I'd like to talk to you about a $2,000 milkshake. What? A woman lost $2,000 in uh, Palo Alto after she threw her purse at a passing car filled with teenagers. I don't know if they were Ninja Turtles filled with teenagers who uh, <laughs> threw a milkshake in her face. So what happened was uh, <laughs> this woman was walking across the street and uh, this Range Rover full of teenagers drove by and threw a milkshake <laughs> in her face. She got <laughs> unprovoked. Unprovoked. Just a random drive-by random milkshake.
1: <laughs> a, a drive-by milking. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty commonplace in, in, the, in the country in farmland. The yeah, Iowa. well,
4: this happened in Palo Alto, so I guess that's pretty common there. Um, so
1: this woman tried to get revenge. <laughs> she so just, if just, you're doing a drive-by milking in, right. in the country, are you stealing the, the, the milk? I mean, that's what it is. You
4: no, sue- I think that's an investment. I think it's worth it. <laughs>
2: yeah. It it's an investment? Fine. Yeah, it's you purchase totally worth- the milk. To see a milkshake hit some unexpected person in the face is worth the $3. Yeah. Yeah. It's good ROI. Oh, see,
1: I was talking about, like, farmland. They're, 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 they're driving up to the, they, they, they milk the cow. Oh, a drive-by it's milking. A drive-by milking. Oh, so you're... Yeah. And okay. then they take that and they go throw it in a woman's <laughs> face. Okay. but well, it's free. Right. All right. This woman
4: got so agitated by this random milking, milkshaking, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> let's say, so she threw her alligator skin purse at the vehicle. That makes sense. The window was open, obviously, at the time, because they threw the milkshake out. The woman's purse had uh, over $2,000 cash
2: in The first wow. so essentially, she paid them so to throw a milkshake at her face. Absolutely, thank they,
3: you. Take that. they obviously have not returned it. That is
1: like the best day ever for those kids. <laughs> oh,
4: yeah, like, Gosh, you know, they, they're,
2: picked, they totally picked the right person to throw a milkshake.
4: You know, they're doing that again, but I, I mean, it's probably just, would have the same result. No, it's not a sustainable business model, but um, so which is why it made me think of.
1: <laughs> Why do you come with lists? <laughs> Why do you come with lists?
4: I'm trying to I'm just trying to get find my place. It's either the Asian beat, not the Asian beat down. Discussion questions. Or discussion questions or the list. So it made me think of the top five ingredients that would have to be in a milkshake for me to spend 2000 dollars on. You it. you realize
1: that Chad cuts your lists from the podcast, don't not you? All of them. Not all you all have recorded Six or seven of them. <laughs> you, we have played one. <laughs> you would think, one day, Chad, that's Chad's way of giving you notes. <laughs> you notice that the, uh, the red light over here
0: stops when you go to a list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: all right, um, all right, go ahead. So made me think of the top five ingredients in a milkshake that would make it worth $2,000 Two thousand dollars. I only came up with four. <laughs> I'll add the fifth one, <laughs> truffles.
3: Goldschlager. Um, I
4: thought of truffles, but I thought, so number five, truffles, caviar. Ew. Ew. I didn't say yeah, I didn't <laughs> say it would be delicious.
2: You just said it would probably be worth it would be worth It'd be, that much money.
4: Right. So number four would be Crystal.
2: Am I <laughs> saying
4: Am yeah. I saying that right? So you are Crystal. It's not Crystal. It's not like Crystal Burgers, because I would not spend two thousand dollars
3: for
1: did that. Did you see Cameron? Wood. It's making the rounds on the internet. <laughs> the uh, Miami, the Miami Heat, the M- Miami, Miami uh, <laughs> moves yeah, over the, Miami. The, the Heat went to Denny's after they won their championship. <laughs> they all had moves over Miami, <laughs> making <laughs> it rain. The the, the the yeah the bill from uh, Club Live yep. where uh uh, somebody twit picked an itemized receipt of the team's bill and it was oh. one hundred eighty thousand dollars and one hundred and twenty thousand of it was Crystal. Yep. Wow. And that was before tip. Right. <laughs> By the way, one bottle of cristal at Club Live, eighteen hundred dollars. Right. And they had wow. twenty-two. Hun- they had twenty-two you, you, of them.
2: You heard that was a dining dash, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, heard, I heard that LeBron uh, paid for the whole cash, al- almost for the whole thing in cash, except he came up one quarter short. Oh, oh. oh. Well, that was. Great. Oh. Slide whistle me. <laughs> 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 Hurry! Hurry. <laughs> Going as fast as I can. <laughs> <laughs> the window is still open. <laughs> there you go. There
4: you go. Uh, so the number three ingredient very small intel processors
1: <laughs> crunchy like like, like a, a, lucky a, charms like a
4: consistency yeah yeah uh, yeah and then the number one because i didn't come up with five so we're skipping two
2: <laughs> truffles
4: mexican white sauce
2: oh, oh of course very rare. Very rare. <laughs> Especially very depending rare. on what part of your country, what part of the country. You're right. Doing I'm
4: hypothetically one. getting this milkshake outside
1: of Virginia Beach.
2: Yeah, because it'd have to yeah. be
1: shipped. It's it's a rare substance. Yep. All right. Well, that do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Solo me. Listening to Matt and Kim, song is Let's Go. Solo Me is a concept band featuring Derek Webb, Josh Moore, and Latifah Phillips. Now, Derek, in this project, uh, Derek wrote all the lyrics. He doesn't sing at all. Uh, the only vocalist is Latifah Phillips. Uh, you probably know her as the voice uh, behind the Autumn film and page 116 spelled out in Roman numerals and all the production was done by Josh Moore Josh Moore was the co-producer of Derek Webb's Stockholm Syndrome album and the Feedback album Um, he is a phenomenal producer the album was commissioned and inspired by Solomon Mente's groundbreaking fictional narrative and film Nexus their debut album the official motion picture soundtrack for Nexus is available now for free and I can't recommend enough that you go get it it's available at sola-me.com. S-O-L-A-M-I.com. Our very own newly married Heather Croto recently spoke to him. Here is Derek Webb of Solami.
5: First of all, this has been, I mean, a two, three month process now where you've been kind of cluing people in and there's obviously been a lot of mystery shrouding the project. So can you just kind of explain
3: what Solo is?
0: Yes. Solo Me is several things, um, it, but basically it's the name that we adopted for this concept band that we put together. And it's also the name of this main character on the record and the record is the soundtrack for this kind of strange science fiction art film called Nexus and and so Me is the kind of main character like the, the story is really kind of a monologue of her experience as the first waking machine the first machine that kind of wakes up to consciousness which is all kind of centered around this you know some legitimate science and some what you might call you know science prophecy uh about this this technological moment that uh is kind of coming soon where the power of computer processors will be equal or greater than uh the power of the human brain in terms of their ability to process information and and just what they'll be capable of and when this it's called the singularity so when this singularity moment happens computers are going to go to kind of another level it's just going to there and there's a lot of speculation i don't think there's any speculation as to whether or not the singularity will actually occur it's more when it will occur and what it will mean for the technology world and so this story nexus is basically just a work of fiction that's kind of speculating a little bit about what those first moments of the singularity could be like and so Solami is is the first machine that wakes up. And so our album is the soundtrack for that film. So we thought we would call the band after the, the name of the, uh, you know, this, this lead character, Ami, this 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 machine who kind of adopts this female persona.
5: what you brought to the project was on the lyrical side and the writing and all of that was it different for you writing for this type of project than what you would normally be doing for your own work
0: yeah yeah it was really fantastic I mean I'm not a very prolific songwriter I never have been not in 20 years all the way back to the my beginnings with Cadman's call like I, I've I've only ever really had the burden of writing an album or half an album's worth of material every year or two. My my livelihood has survived on the backs of five to 10 songs per year. (laughs) So that's not a lot of songs. And I'm not the kind of artist who writes a lot of extra. I've recorded every song I think I've ever written. So so for me, it was pretty daunting to write this much material all at once um, outside of something that I would put my own name on. What was required was, there were two things that were required. One was this narrative arc of this story was immensely helpful. The second thing that was essential was finding my own personal, emotional, connective points. So it needed to feel like an autopsy for me personally as well. So I had to find my own voice to some extent inside of this character. Um, And once I found those connective points and I was able to really connect myself to this character and this story, well then it was just a matter of, of spending the time required to write all the words down on paper.
5: Obviously, you and Josh have worked together a lot in the past, especially on Stockholm Syndrome, and mm-hmm. so it, it seems natural that he would work on another project with you. How did mm-hmm. you guys go about getting Latifa involved?
0: I am just in love with Latifa's voice. I mean, she, and for a lot of people, she's probably not. She might not be on the radar. Basically, the way it happened, so Josh and I were working on the Solemee project and, and it came up pretty early in the process just because of the nature of what, what the Nexus soundtrack was gonna be that I wouldn't sing it, especially since it's a female character. I just thought well we should definitely get a female to, to do this, to provide us the the literal voice for this character and and I don't you know I didn't want to do it. And we started to really think hard and look around and start to ask friends and and I really wanted somebody with I feel like there there are a lot of amazing singers around right now who have these very high very kind of fragile type voices and very playful type voices. And I didn't want that for this. I wanted somebody who had a stronger, more powerful. I don't hear a lot of really powerful female voices around in comparison, you know, by proportion. So I thought I want to find somebody with a lot of power, but maybe that's kind of a low, rich kind of voice. And we were really coming up to a lot of dead ends looking for this mysterious singer. And, but just months and months before I had done a remix record for Page 116, which is one of Latifah's bands. Without even really realizing it, I really had her voice in my head. I mean, I had been working on these remixes. Um, her voice was, sounded like it was made to be over these kind of elements to me. And all at once it dawned on me, oh my gosh, latifa that's exactly who I need to call. Like, yeah, we got in the studio and, and it just was like magic. Her voice over the tracks was just incredible. But here, here's the crazy part. This is just one of those stories you can't make up. In the story, the Nexus story of this character Solo Me, this first waking machine, one of the first sounds that Solo Me hears in the narrative, one of the first sounds she hears are these three notes, and assumes this is her name. She hears these this this music kind of calling out to her and kind of naming her. This happens in this these three movements of kind of the, what you might call the second track, which is called the naming, and at the end of of the the three movements of the naming, she hears these three tones. And these three notes are, in the shape note scale, are the so, la, and me. So, la, me. As the story goes, kind of assumes this to be her name. And she accepts this. I mean, I thought this was really all very cool, obviously, and I I think it's a cool idea how how the machine gets her name and then what it evolves to mean later that has nothing to do with shape notes. So we picked up Latifah from the airport. We were all driving from Houston to Austin out to the studio to record her vocals. And she said to me and Josh, she said, oh man, isn't it so cool? Like how the whole thing with Sola name and the fact that I'm singing, you know, I mean, I'm her voice, the connection between our names. isn't 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 that incredible? And we were like, what are you talking about? And she's like, my name. My name is Latifa. La t fa. My name. My name is made up of three shape notes. The shape note scale also has La t fa in it, which is three shape notes that make up our, you know, her name. And the character's name is three shape notes that make up her name. So La me. We just about wrecked the car. I mean, we, we you know, it, we we were so. You cannot make this stuff up. This is yeah. ju- this is just the stuff that happens when you're making art like this, and and the more abstract. You do it, and the less you know going into it, it's amazing. And we—I can't tell you how many moments like that we've had over the making of this project. So love me, so.
1: That was Solo Me. Check them out and get the album. It's free, folks, at S-O-L-A hyphen M-I Do it now. Listening to Cat Power, and the song is "Ruined."
0: That cat didn't have any power. <laughs> that's <laughs> that was the that that cat, cat ever. That,
1: that cat <laughs> petered out. Yeah, that cat. That was. I'm sorry. So is it is Yeah, that's more you like it. some cat power right there. Well, it's uh, time. It's that time of year again, kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the time when the new issue of Relevant hits, and we're so excited about it, we want to tell you about it. So, joining us in the studio, is our editorial director Roxanne Weeman.
5: Hello, everyone.
1: Roxy Weeman Stone.
5: Roxy Weeman Stone. Her or her Roxy maiden Stone name Wieman. we
1: were just discussing off air was Stone. Roxy Stone, which sounds I just know. amazingly cool. It does. You should you should write books, and that I should will. be your name. I plan on it. Roxy Stone.
5: Look out for it, people. <laughs>
1: Roxy Stone. The new issue of Relevant, the July issue, features one of our favorite bands, one that we yes. wanted to have in the magazine uh, for a while. Well, actually, we did. We did a few not, years ago. Yeah few years ago. Yeah. Uh, and but, we had
5: such an amazing interview with them that we really wanted to talk more.
1: Yeah. The Avet brothers. The Avet brothers, the indie folk uh, legends. You saw them on the Grammys last year playing with Mumford & Sons in that segment with Bob Dylan. Yeah. Um, kind of a great moment in music, in my opinion. Um, in fact, they talk about that in the, mm-hmm. in the article. If you don't know the Avett Brothers, uh, their grandfather was a Methodist minister. Their grandmother played in the church. They grew up in faith and have a deep faith and uh, make great music. Here, here's uh, uh, my favorite song from their last album, I In Love, and You. In oh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, take me in. Are oh, you wear the shape I'm in. My
0: hands, they shake, my head, it
1: spins. Oh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, take me in. I Love and You is a, is a landmark album. Uh, they are releasing a brand new album in September.
5: The Carpenter.
1: You're going to see them everywhere. They just last week played Conan. They played Fallon. Uh, they're, they're headlining all the festivals this summer. And then their album's coming out September 11th. Uh, You won't want to miss that.
5: We really wanted to interview these guys in it. It was actually... uh, We had a little bit of trouble scheduling it because one of the the main members, Bob Crawford, the one who's not an Avett brother by blood, um, his daughter... He is by emotion. He is.
1: If you're looking at the cover, he's the guy on the right.
5: The one who doesn't look like one of the brothers.
1: Correct. (laughs) He looks like like an emotional brother, though.
5: (laughs) He does. Um, His daughter, Hallie... Uh, she was diagnosed with uh, a brain tumor this year, and so he's been in the hospital, in and out of the hospital a lot with her, and their are treating that. At St. Jude's that, in so, Memphis. Yeah, yeah. In
1: fact, that we were limited on the photo shoot we could do because right. he he had very limited availability. Right.
5: But he really wanted to talk to us, and I think it's, it's obviously just a time of really, you know, emotional and thinking a lot about life and God and all of that. So he was really... Um, it was really important to him to talk to us. It's,
1: it's a fantastic piece. It, it really gets to the heart of who they are probably later in the article. I mean, the first part of the article is like the entree to people yeah. to get to know their story. But like, even if you know their story, like there's stuff that I didn't know and I hadn't heard them talk about before. Yeah. In there. It's really fascinating. Also in the issue, uh, we talked to The Hulk <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. i when I see people Literally, tweet the Hulk. When I see people tweet about this issue, I'm like, they say, "Oh, the Aver Brothers and Mark Ruffalo." So yeah.
5: apparently, he's like everybody's favorite Hulk. Yeah, and I was just gonna say, I'm every, going with Lou Ferrigno. I, everybody's I'm a, favorite I'm a, nice guy.
1: Next issue, can we get Lou Ferrigno in the <laughs> issue? A couple of bands that you know we like, you podcast listeners know we like. We also uh, feature of monsters and men who are buzzing like crazy and santa gold who chad did not make our pick of the week the week her album came out to my shame to my displeasure he hasn't let me forget it no (laughs) that's the only one i've disagreed with it's the only one a couple other highlights in the issue um we have some great great pieces in this one yeah i like i like the piece will the rule jesus please stand up and it's actually really the uh it's really cool on the ipad has nothing oh, to do bet. with the words but it's really cool on the iPad <laughs> um, yeah it's it, it looks at like all the different kind of labels and ways that we view Jesus you know it, how they're all wrong how they're all incomplete and mm-hmm. it's a it's a challenge to see the real Jesus because we look at him through our own lens
5: yeah I think uh the fostering hope article was just I don't which know. is about foster it's, care just, it's and about adoption. foster care and adoption and just the sort of crisis in in America, uh, when it comes to kids without homes, and it's hard to read that one and not just cry. Like it's just it's really is powerful. And there's people who are the church is really making a difference in several different states to like Colorado to adopt kids. Yeah, Colorado and Oklahoma are two of them, and um, the the church is making a very profound difference there as they should be. Right. So it's a great article.
1: The uh, the other another article that it, when you read it it changes you is. About your food, yeah, and the hormones in our food changing us, like tangibly, <laughs> really
5: surprise you.
1: It's not like oh, you're gonna get cancer because you drink this chemical in diet coke. It's yeah. not that. It's not that article it's stuff we've heard before. This is stuff about hormones, hormone injections, and cattle, and different things that you don't think of, and the way that it's manifesting is jarring. Yeah. And, and the evidence is is mounting. And after reading it. Our grocery bill doubled because Maya bought everything organic I that bet. next week.
5: Especially because it it's so profoundly impacts kids.
1: Yeah, so. and we have a two-year-old. Right. And so it freaked her out. So sorry for that.
5: <laughs> and, of course, there's the Summer Reading Guide, one of my favorites every the year. The highlights
1: of your year. Yes. And uh, we have three authors that we talked to yes. in it, including a Pulitzer Prize winner.
5: Chris Hedges and That's his awesome. his ideas on the state of the world. They're very uh, strong, strongly opinionated.
1: (laughs) Uh, Also, A.J. Jacobs, who's Mm -hmm. uh, written for us several times, editor-at-large at at Esquire. Uh, And then...
5: Logan Mel Lituri, He's an Iraqi veteran who is now a conscientious objector because of his faith. Uh, But he has just some really good thoughts about uh, Christians and pacifism and war
1: and veterans. In the drop, we highlight Tennis Sucre who's been on this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Anna T. Charles Bradley, one of my favorites, and The Welcome Wagon, who you might have heard last week. Uh, our next section on creative innovation, social entrepreneurship, and emerging leadership mm-hmm. has some really great pieces, including one by uh, To Write Love on Arms founder, Jamie Torkowski, a friend of ours, on what did you do with the $1 million? <laughs> And uh, it's great. It's a great piece. I was really proud yeah. of him.
5: And an interview with uh, Lopez Lemong who is. Who's
1: Lopez Lamont? Who is
5: Lopez Lemong He is an Olympian. Can't he believe is, it. It's almost the Olympics.
1: He has a visa card.
5: He does have a visa card in a He's visa. He's in all commercial. the visa commercials
1: right now, with um, the ones with Morgan yeah. Freeman. He ran from the. to be a child soldier, ran for six days, and he hasn't stopped running. That's yeah. him. He's in the He magazine. really did.
5: He grew up in South Sudan. Um, and then he was captured, and he and three of his friends escaped through a hole in the fence and ran for like three days. And um, it trained
1: him for the Olympics,
5: it trained him for the Olympics. And then he, uh, he's one of the lost boys of Sudan who was brought over by a Catholic ministry to the U.S. and he was adopted here and um, by parents when he was in his teens. And um, anyway, he's got a really just a really compelling story of the Olympics and then going back and meeting his parents who he thought were dead and just a lot of, um, and he's, he's just got a really inspiring
1: story. There's a lot more in the issue, Uh, a lot more, a lot more in front matter, uh, some great columns, some, some great pieces. This is the first time I'll be able to say this, but not only is this issue now on the iPad, it's up at the app store right now, 299. Um, this issue, uh, is starting our, over the course of the year, we're greatly expanding our newsstand presence uh, so this issue is like hitting some airports. Like if you're at a Hudson News and like LAX and stuff like that, you'll, you'll see it. Um, next issue, we will be prominently front and center in all the Barnes and Nobles, but not this one. But for the first time ever, subscribers can access this issue in its entirety on our website. Uh, it is not the old digital flipper preview thing. <laughs> it, is, it is full native web content that is behind a wall uh, that subscribers have access to. And subscribers, once you're back there, you can share it. You can uh, tweet it and post on Facebook, and those people can uh, preview and read read the articles that you share. So uh, it's a way to finally, for the first time, get the print magazine on the website in a way that uh, our paying customers can engage it and distribute it and share it. So it'll be a lot of fun. If you want to check it out, head over to the all-new relevantmagazine.com. You can subscribe right there and get instant access. You can also subscribe to the iPad edition from the website now, which is a first. Lots of firsts. My goodness, too many firsts to even keep track of. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, Roxy Stone. Indeed. Stay tuned. Up next, your feedback.
0: Well, some they say it's not even funny and then you stand, not even trying. They say The the Shows
3: a
1: with mind You're listening to The Tallest Man on Earth. The song is 1904. Let's hear who's built. <laughs> From the album in the beginning. No, I'm kidding. It's, not. Um, it's time for your feedback. Last time, uh, we asked you for your ideas on how to spruce up the intro to the old Relevant podcast. I've been doing it the same way almost identically for as long as I can remember since the last time as a reader suggested evolving it. Uh, they suggested adding the date. So I did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, we're open to suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys hit us up on Twitter on our handle relevant podcast. Uh, you hit us up on our Facebook page and you went to the all new podcast episode page at relevant Here are some of our favorite suggestions.
2: I I like this one from Allison Schwartz, who said, listeners should call into uh, a podcast number, uh, presumably some sort of answering machine service, and uh, with intros, and leave it on the voicemail, and one will be selected and played each episode, and I love that this is hashtag more work for Snavely. Yes. (laughs) I saw
4: that, too, and I think that might have been on a couple of them. they mentioned more work for Snavely. I like that hashtag. Yeah, Yeah, let's get that trending
2: this
0: week.
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh, I can make that happen. <laughs>
3: um, T-Money 9000 wants Jesse to Jungle Bird, um, Cameron's intro.
1: <laughs> so I'm like, it's the week of
2: June 27th. <laughs> Just cut you off right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like that. Somebody said, I'm trying to find the the individual. He said, they watched the clip. Oh, It's Chris Martin. Um, the Chris Martin. <laughs> the Chris Martin, yeah. He he said that, you know, Bob Costas and Webb Simpson's reaction was so smug that it reminded him of Shooter McGavin.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I like this one from Kyle S. Uh, there's a lot I like here. He says, <clears throat> my idea is kind of like Eric Heel's referencing another one, um, and would require a little more post-production. Again, sorry, Chad. I love that that's in there a lot. But as you introduce each person, a snippet would play of something that person will say in the upcoming podcast. So, um If this was last week's, it would kind of preview certain sections of it. And I love these snippets that Kyle puts together here. And I think that this should go down in infamy. Uh, So here, uh, so Cameron would say, here in our studio is the very lovely Maya Strang. I don't like you saying that. And then it would be in a clip. (laughs) And then it would be, have a clip. What the heck did you just say? An audio clip of of Maya (laughs) from that episode. So here in our studio is the very lovely Maya Strang. Yep.
3: I'm okay with chest hair, unless it's like, whoa, there's a lot of chest hair.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey, and
2: kaka, <laughs> <Caw-caw! laughs> exactly right. Uh, so, m- so you're basically saying I jungle burn myself, <laughs> right?
4: Well, then, and then Kyle actually says, "You say kaka, kaka."
2: Stop deforestation.
4: Stop, yeah, stop deforestation. Okay. And to my right, Calvin Curley, an hour-long sweat fest is how they describe Magic Mike. <laughs> so that's the clip they use for me. I appreciate that, Kyle. Uh, it would have no context really until until uh, people finish listening to the episode. That like, really oh. would take a lot more work for
1: Chad. It would. Yeah. It's really funny. A couple people yeah, suggested. I hate all of you. <laughs> <laughs> suggested that
3: we, get, uh, we pay Will Ferrell whatever he needs to be paid in order to do our uh, intros like he yeah, did the uh, NBA. Several people suggested yeah. the Will
2: Ferrell NBA intro yeah. style. <laughs> well, Carl says uh, you could get whoever is doing the interview to do the intro for the episode. Too much work. All right. So that's
1: it for your feedback. It's time for this week's
2: editorial question
3: of
4: the week.
1: At the beginning of the podcast, if you can remember all the way back there. (coughs) uh, Five hours ago. (laughs) we, we, We were talking about some of our Twitter pet peeves. Some of you married upper 30s men like to tweet updates about your running, and we don't care. Did a great 27 miles today, guys. Uh,
2: Others Uh, of you...
4: A full 27? It wasn't a 26.58. Oh, no. It
2: was 27.832. Sure. Uh,
1: Others of you like to update us when you're laid over. Others of you like to update us on your meals that you're eating. I couldn't care less, Uh especially with an Instagram.
2: (laughs) That is true. With a picture.
1: I mean, seriously, 80% of Instagram is food and airplane wings.
2: Yeah, neither, neither of those, which need some cool, like, retro filter, filter on it. it. Yeah, I don't need this. It's like, yeah, your lasagna looks so much better now that it looks like it was from the 70s. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, you got us thinking about social media pet peeves. We want to know yours. Hit us up, ironically, at our Twitter, <laughs> at Relevant Podcast. Uh, you can find us on our Facebook page or our all-new episode page at relevantmagazine.com.
3: Use hashtag. More work your, for pet peeve, your, your pet
1: peeve. Yeah, more work for yeah, yeah. Uh your, wor- my, your pet peeve was hashtags. Drive me crazy. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap it up. Many thanks to Derek Webb for talking to us. Do yourself a favor and go download the new Solo project for free. You can uh, find it at sola-mi.com. So does
4: that mean that he's no longer on the, uh, the legal team of McCracken and Webb? No, Webb it's and a McCra- side project. He's double dipping. Okay. So he's moonlighting as Solami. With Bruce Willis. and
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, Which Civil. is also a law firm. So <laughs> yeah, moonlighting is a law firm. Yeah. Or am I thinking of L.A. law? No, you're right. right. That's all I'm saying. Night court. <laughs> night I don't court. know <laughs> yes Derek Webb is now the bailiff the bailiff uh, night court
2: they're bringing back There's night court lot. Derek Webb she gives it. everything that's away the Steven Soderbergh's
1: writing it
4: <laughs> I would watch that
1: <laughs> Steven Soderbergh's night court with Derek Webb as the bailiff
4: <laughs> magic web <laughs> ties in Amazing Spider-Man and we're done <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. check allow download it for free for a limited time. You can also find it at Derek's website and at noise trade. Go check out the new issue of relevant. It's uh, available nationwide. Now, uh, if you head over to the all new relevant magazine.com, you can get instant access to, uh, read it when you subscribe. Uh, if you're not sure you want to check it out, you can register for a free account get five free views, You can click around, see some of the magazine, Um, but subscribers get instant full access, not only to this issue, but all the other ones we have up as well. And we are building out that archive in time. Uh, The issue is also up on iPad. If you're more inclined to want to read on iPad uh, for the first time ever, you can subscribe on your iPad. And also that gets you the full subscriber benefits at relevantmagazine.com, the access, the downloads, things like that. So that's pretty huge. Go check it out. We would appreciate the support. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang.
3: I'm Maya Strang.
2: I'm Willie Whistles.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and I'm Jesse <just> Carey. <laughs> That's magic Chad. <jazz. laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Go follow
2: us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast. And for more great content, check out relevantmagazine.com. If you're ever offered to play a game of paper boxers with a robot, I would decline.